Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In today's short, I am going to clarify how to specifically pray for healing based on two prayers in the Old Testament. I won't tarry, so here is the main point. When you are praying for your own healing or for the healing of someone else, stop praying for healing. Instead, pray that healing be the means by which the Lord will be glorified. Now before I unpack the main point, let's take a step back. In Psalm 6, King David is in a rut where he experienced spiritual trouble, soul trouble, and physical trouble. So, his affliction wasn't just bodily, his entire person was unwell, and he petitioned God to heal him. In Psalm 6, verses 4-5, to David says, Return, O Lord, rescue my soul. Save me because of your loving kindness. For there is no mention of you in death. In Sheol, who will give you thanks? Here, David made two crucial qualifications as to why God should save him and thus heal him. First, David says, save me because of your loving kindness. Second, David says, for there is no mention of you in death. David first qualifies his prayer based on God's loving kindness. Loving kindness comes from the Hebrew word hesed, which refers to how God's love for his elect is loyal love or steadfast love. So, when David cries out and says, Save me because of your hesed, he petitions God to do what is characteristic of the God of the Bible, treating his child with hesed or unmerited loyal love. The result of God's hesed isn't a situation where David gets well and then goes about his business. The result of God's hesed is a David who recognizes what God has done for him, delights in God's hesed, and then glorifies God because of his hesed. This glorification animates love of God and neighbor, personal holiness, the hatred of sin, obedience, and good works. This also compels the recipient of Hesed to be a living witness to others about what God has done for them, including telling the world how full of Hesed God is. Seen in this light, healing is not an end in and of itself. Healing is merely the means by which the Lord will be glorified. Seen in this light, God's glory is the point of healing. I remember when my wife was pregnant with our second son. I will use non-technical language, but the short story is that Chanel had a weak valve that was keeping the baby in her womb. The weakness of the valve was beyond medical correction, and every doctor that we consulted with told us that baby Josiah would be born very, very premature. This prematurity would likely mean that he would need to be in the hospital for the first few months of life, which would be rough. Why would it be rough? Because he would be sick and because all of his internal systems would not be up to par. So what happened? We stopped praying for God to heal Chanel. We stopped praying for God just to deliver unto us a healthy child. We did pray that God would defy the medical odds so that all would know that it was God who delivered our son safe and sound to us. And what happened? What happened was God did what only God could do. Josiah was a medical anomaly. He was born right on time, without any health problems, to the shock and awe of all his doctors. 
During the trial, the intent of our prayers was to glorify God in the healing so that God's glorification would extend beyond the healing. Now, because of God's hesed and through the testimony of our son's birth, my wife and I can proclaim just how good God is for as long as we have breath. But there's still more to David's prayer. The second qualification that David makes is in Psalm 6-5. He says, For there is no mention of you in death, in Sheol, who will give you thanks? Here again, David has God's glory in mind as the end, and healing as the means to that end. Whenever you read the word Sheol in the Old Testament, it is an untranslated Hebrew word. It refers to the grave or death, and Sheol was not precisely defined in the Old Testament. Why is that? Because death back then was not as fully developed as it is now. Saints in the Old Testament did not have a view of the cross and the resurrection, so in their world, people who die tended to stay dead. The point is that Old Testament death was final, and less Christ, death was also very obscure and uncertain. This put a much bigger value on life, and life was so desirable that no one wanted to leave. How does this relate to the topic at hand? Well, by keeping God's glory in view, David realized that if God allowed David's affliction to end his life, it would be a lose-lose. God would lose because the grave is silent, and God would also lose because there would be one less person alive praising God. The reality is that a dead saint cannot preach the word, nor can they testify to others about how good God is. David cries out to God and basically says, O Lord, who will give you thanks if there is no one to give thanks? This all reinforces the main point that in his time of affliction, David was not praying for healing. Instead, he prayed that his restoration be the means by which the Lord would be glorified. And guess what? Psalm 6 ends in verses 8 to 10 on a note of hope, boldness, and confidence. God did hear his servant, and he also responded. David was restored, and his mind and body were healed. I say this only to point out that David's prayer was effectual, and God responded to the earnest words of his servant, who had a genuine heart that longed for God to be glorified. I must also mention that another Old Testament king used a similar type of prayer for bodily healing. In Isaiah chapter 38, King Hezekiah became mortally ill. The text does not say what the illness was, only that it was mortal. Then, after God hears Hezekiah's heartful prayer, he heals him. It is then that Hezekiah writes of his illness and recovery. In Isaiah 38 verses 18 to 19, Hezekiah writes something very similar to David in Psalm chapter 6 verses 4 to 5. In the book of Isaiah, Hezekiah writes, For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. It is the living who give thanks to you, as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness. Notice here how Hezekiah conceptualized his healing. That is, not as an event itself, but as a testimony of praise as a father tells his sons about the glory of God. In fact, Hezekiah was so intent on thanking God, he recorded a testimony in the pages of Holy Scripture that we are now using in the 21st century to glorify God. 
So what the prayers of David and Hezekiah teach us is that one way to pray for healing is to stop praying for healing and instead pray that healing be the means by which the Lord will be glorified. Sometimes in life, poor health, bodily diseases, and mental anguish happen. Sometimes we absolutely need a full appreciation of our lives now before we can look beyond the present. Other times, experiencing illness is the precise prescription that we need to refine strong biblical faith that stands without wavering upon the rock of God's truth. Sometimes we are allowed to experience doubt and felt separation from God in order to really appreciate what is truly true and therefore say, I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt. And then sometimes God allows sickness and illness to happen so we will call upon him and then he, in defiance of all expectations, turns everything around. That way we know exactly who God is. In the end, God is God and that is why we were made to glorify him. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.